0: Hey, Emily. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, ladies. Who said that? It's me, Aliza. Well, Aliza, do you want to do a podcast? Absolutely.
1: Welcome to Cycle Swaps, a podcast to stop the competition and start the collaboration. In this episode, we are talking to a woman who is here to help serve up grounded advice and whole bean wisdom to empower and guide women in both their personal and professional lives. That's right. It's founder and CEO of City Girl Coffee and host of City Girl Empower Hour, Eliza James. Welcome to the podcast hi ladies it's so fun to be on the other side i know i was just gonna say this is so exciting because
2: we're switching the roles around on you a little bit but it's funny because we recorded your episode first but this episode will actually air first because we're on a break from ours so
0: so this one technically will get everyone
2: excited for the other one exactly (laughs) so if you like this one definitely tune in when we switch the roles exactly and put us in the hot seat
1: which was definitely a fun interview stephanie and i got very emotional at one point
0: yeah i think i was crying which you know nothing new also cried a little bit today but that's for unrelated reasons and let me tell you it feels good i enjoyed myself a cup of city girl coffee and i was like this makes me feel better so
1: it's
2: thank good you. to cry
1: it's good to get it out yeah and it is delicious coffee my husband was like this is really good and he is picky yeah oh my gosh Guys. yeah it smells really good I like your mission and I like the way your coffee tastes so keep going girlfriend so, I also love
0: the color yeah well
1: as we I'm were saying biased. before we <laughs> recorded we want to take a picture of Stephanie's hair and then the packaging for Elisa's coffee and like compare and contrast the two colors right it's like
0: so similar it's very funny Stephanie is just a walking sponsor ad. I'm just going to dress up as your coffee. Like, I am your coffee. Like, if she speaks, it's me.
2: You are her. She is you.
0: (laughs) Which makes sense because I'm pretty much 90% coffee in my bloodstream at this point. Perfect. Yeah,
1: exactly. You're hired, Steph. So thank you for being here. We're so excited. This show is all about collaboration between female podcasters. You are our last guest of this first season of this show. So I am so excited for this interview. We got along so well the last time. So I have to start with what inspired you to start your podcast?
2: Yeah, you know, it's a good question. As if I didn't have enough going on, I was like, let's just throw my hat into the ring and podcast world because we don't have enough of those. No, I think, you know, during the pandemic, so I had a a child. My son was born in June of 2020. Having my first child during the pandemic, not how I would have drafted it up, right? It was a bit isolating, I think. And I just saw the response to the mission of City Girl to empower the women of the coffee industry and how that really resonated with consumers and, you know, just folks reaching out and thanking us for the work that we're doing. And I thought, well, if we've created this platform in the coffee industry, do we have an opportunity to do that on a bigger scale? And also, my background is in counseling. I have a master's degree in school counseling. So I had one point wanted to be a guidance counselor. So it's just sort of in my DNA to want to help and to talk. And I've always kind of played that role in all my friends' life anyways. Like every time somebody's going through something, they're like, oh, I just feel so much better after I talk to you. And so I was like, let me use that platform. I'm not getting to really pull on those skill sets necessarily in the day-to-day running a business. And so the podcast, the idea was to create this platform to tell amazing stories and to lift up amazing women and to inspire amazing women around the country and hopefully world one day to follow their dreams and to feel motivated and, and inspired and and lifted up and so we have you know we've had everybody on from my life coach came on and talked about you know manifestation and gratitude and law of attraction and and we've had you know sports personalities on and we had you guys on and we've had you know we kind of have a meet the makers series where we highlight other women business owners doing fantastic things and their stories and, and promoting their businesses. Yeah, I, I, it's funny because I, I was talking to a soon-to-be guest the other day and I said, if the recording goes well, hopefully it'll be somewhere between just a great conversation and a therapy session. <laughs> Because I, I, you know, it's like I wanted to just be a, a safe space and a therapeutic space and that that comes out in an authentic way and listeners hear that and feel that same sort of cathartic release. And so it's been just so rewarding. I mean, you guys know the podcast space is hard, right? It's so competitive, but it's so rewarding. And it's like, even if there aren't as many people listening as I maybe would want, love for there to be, I'm so proud of the content that we're putting out. And I'm so proud of the conversations that I'm having and that we're having that if nothing else. It's just been incredibly rewarding for me.
1: You said some of my favorite things. A, that you're using the degree that you got in a different way than most people think because I, I think in the society and in the society especially that we were raised in as millennials, we were told to go to school and then pursue the thing that we got a degree in, like point blank. So I don't think people see outside the boundaries of that degree and how they can use it, but you are using it as you're podcasting. Like you said, you're using the skills that you learned to get your degree just in a different way. So hands down, love that. I so appreciate when people do that because I think it's brilliant. And secondly, you said that they're like therapy sessions and they are. I mean, I hope the people listening are getting the like love and feels that we have, but for me, I walk away feeling so much better, so much more clear in myself and my dreams and my feelings. So it it is real therapy for me in a lot of ways as well. And I think I can speak for Steph too. It's just, it's like the best gift to give myself because I'm just furthering my empowerment, my education and being inspired by the people I talk to. It's like the best job, but I agree. I wish more people listened, but like you said, it's, this is hard, baby. (laughs) There's 2.2 million podcasts out there (laughs) and it's hard to be scene
2: yeah you know unless you're somebody of notoriety or you've done something or written something that's propelled you into stardom right it's hard to kind of be an average joe schmo and and just get your podcast elevated and off the ground but again i think if you're coming from a place of you know it's the same place that i'm coming from with with city girl as a brand it's like the goal is not to be the biggest coffee company in the world but the goal is to hopefully grow the business to a place where I can do more good in the world, right? The bigger that that brand becomes, the more good I can do. And so I think if you're coming from that place initially of like, I'm just doing this to be famous or to get rich, then you might get that to that place. But what then, right? Right. You, what what is the fulfillment and so I think for me if I'm coming from a place of like if nothing else it lifts me up and if it even lifts one person up who listens to it then that's good enough for me that I can feel proud about and I can feel happy about right I'm not constantly chasing some unattainable goal
1: yeah Steph and I were just talking the other day because we've been I go through waves of like the support feels right where I'm like I'm screaming and no one's listening yeah just oh, like screaming yeah. into
0: the void the void yep.
1: and then some days I'm totally fine with it I'm like I okay, we have, you know, our whatever platform and it's great with the listeners that we have. And I'm so thankful for those people for tuning in. And then everybody else who I've known for like 10 plus years could It pretend like I am slapping paint on a wall, just like in somebody's house and not trying to change the world in a better way. But Steph said, what did you say, Steph? It was so good. You were like, instead of focusing. Oh,
0: yeah. So because I was talking to another podcaster friend of ours, and they were like, you know, hey, I noticed like some of the stuff that you post on stories is like everything okay. And we're like, yeah, you know, we just get really frustrated and we need an outlet to vent. And he's like, oh, see, I outed him. He mansplained it to me. No, But he was like, he was like, well, you know, it's hard. This is like a hard business, but it's good to focus on the people that care about you because they're obviously listening to you for a reason. And I was like, God, you know what? It's been such a long time since like I had that mindset was nice to get like refreshed from his we'll give it we'll give this one to him. But he was like, it it reminded me of something my mom used to say, which was you invite 10 people to a party, nine show up and one doesn't. Who do you focus on the nine that are there with you or the one that didn't show up? Like who do you give your energy to? And I had not thought of that saying from her in such a long time that I was like, you know what? Yes, I think we need to start focusing on the nine people that are at our party instead of the one that doesn't want to come. The door's open. We're not telling you, we're not sitting you down and like forcing you to like listen to, you come, you go, that's fine. I think what's frustrating though is And you, I'm sure run into this is just trying to get your message out there to Mm -hmm. the right people. And, you know, you can hope that the nine will be like, that was amazing. You should come. And then next time there's nine more that, you know, that those people each brought a person. So that's, I think how I'm starting to try to flip it, to look at it again.
2: Yeah. That's, I love that. That's awesome.
0: That's definitely, I I think
1: that's, that is a common theme through all of these conversations is that struggle because it is, it it is a real struggle. Nobody is, you know, we're not millionaires. We don't have a claim to fame. You know, we're just people that are trying to put a good message out there. So it becomes a little bit more difficult for us, even though I do have to say, I love some of those celebrity podcasts. I'm a big fan of Dax Shepard's armchair expert is like my go-to. He's so smart. Monica's so fun.
0: I love their dynamic. You know what? I like about that right is it's they're not just like two people talking like bs into a mic they're actually talking like I find that the anonymous parts of it yeah because Emily's the one that showed it to me that's what makes it so good is like they bring the Friday real episodes yeah on. yeah they like they use their platform to bring others into it and I think that's I would like to think that's kind of the idea of like what we do is we want to be able to bring others into this space to show support to stand together I mean that's that's the whole mission right is to be able to as women and lift each other up instead of tearing each other down and like support. And like, I just, the side note, but I just educated a man on the four phases of a woman's body. And like, he like didn't understand that depending on where you are in your phase is like how you work out. He was extremely receptive to it. And I'm like, you know, I have a podcast for that. And he's like, I think I'll listen. And like, that's awesome. But that's, regardless of whether or not he was just saying that because he thought I was hot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which you are, come on now. (laughs) I mean,
0: (laughs) Hair flip, <laughs> hair flip, pink hair flip. I, I think that's, it's so important that we continue to put all of that stuff out there and like involve other people. It should be a community is really how I feel.
1: Yeah, totally. And it kind of leads me to my next question of what is the goal of your podcast and what can listeners expect to learn from it?
2: Yeah. You know, again, I think that the goal is to inspire and to, to lift up, right? We kind of say we, we will inspire and lift you up. It mimics coffee in a way. For a lot of people, coffee is like that pick-me-up. It's that vice that you just, you know, you have your cup of coffee and you're like, okay, the world is okay. I can get through my day. And I, in some ways, want the podcast to to really mimic that in real life, right? And be this space. And, and you know, we we do have a lot of loyal listeners and I have a lot of friends who, you know, listen to every episode and, and we've had to scale, you know, part of the hard part is when you're not a full-time podcaster. I wish that I could be putting out episodes. Like originally, we were putting them out every week and it's, like if I could put out many, many more, I would. But it's hard to, to balance. And so we scale back to every other week. But the podcast, you know, and the the guests that we bring on really again, my my hope is that listeners walk away with one to five kind of key takeaways that they can use in their real life or that our motivation to pursue something, or you know, for our sort of wellness episodes, you know, whether that be physical well-being or financial well-being, that there are some kind of key takeaways where folks are going, Wow, that's a really good idea. I never thought about that. I should do that. Right. Or that makes so much sense. I don't know why I never thought about it that way. Or holy cow, that person is like, they could be talking about my life and I see myself, I feel seen, I feel heard, or that's a great story. And I'm going to go buy that person's product right? That's like another huge win for me. So again, I think it, it really is just meant to be the auditory version of the <laughs> coffee experience, right? In the five senses, we have coffee being turned through taste. And and my hope is that the empower hour is sort of what, what that symbolizes in a different capacity.
0: Yeah. The power hour is just your morning dose of caffeine straight through your ears.
2: Yeah. Exactly. I, mean,
0: I love, I love that you said that too, because the most influential episode we've ever done to me, I mean, again, everyone's going to have a different view, but the one that has been, I think brought up the most has been our breaking the chains of anxiety with Mel. And I know we also talked about it when we were interviewing with you. And that's just because when you start to share your story, you start to make other people feel less alone. And that is, is to me, the entire point of podcasting. Because that is how I discovered that I wasn't alone in certain things is when I started discovering podcasts. Because it's like that person that's talking to you with no judgment. They don't know who you are. They're just, they're telling you things that you're like, I thought I was the only one that felt that, you know? And so it, it brings that sense of like, Again, that sense of community. So I appreciate that you said that because I think that's that's really important to share your story and then let others reach to you. And then you kind of make you feel like you've got your own little safe space, your family.
1: Yeah, exactly. But you couldn't connect it with a better thing than coffee. Right. I mean, you're talking right. to the right two people here. <laughs> well, especially Stephanie. I have like one cup and I'm good. Stephanie, I think, like she said, 90% of her body is just yeah. caffeine.
0: I've, I've slowed down a little bit in my elder years turning 31 I'm like you know you start partying where, so hard <laughs> you know what's funny is that sometimes I'll drink a like a full cup of caffeinated coffee if I've got nothing to do the next day and I want to stay up a little bit at night I'm like ooh, party animal I'm gonna have this fully caffeinated beverage at nine o'clock at night and like that's like and my other friend who actually quit drinking does the exact same thing and so we saw each other recently and she was like I can't believe we're being so bad and drinking caffeine this late at night it's just like a stupid I'm like <laughs> Hashtag sober life, you know, it's like LaCroix <laughs> and caffeine. <laughs> I would never sleep
1: again, though. Nine o'clock at night. Oh, my God. I you think I, I mean, edited anything? I know. I, she I, texted I, me at almost 4 a.m. in the morning.
0: Oh, my gosh can't tell me that I'm not dedicated. And I had started in the middle of the day too, to be fair. So, so I know
1: for us learning from others is like the
0: best, one of the best
1: things about podcasting. So what is your favorite piece of advice that you've learned from a guest?
2: Okay. So I don't know if I have necessarily a piece of advice because there's been so many great ones that sort of all kind of rise to the top, but there is one guest I've had on. I had a, a gal by the name of Ileana Cantu and she's the only, woman of color to hold the director of public safety position at a college or university in the United States. And she was sort of talking about how she would have a conversation with her mom. And this was in relationship sort of to, she has a young daughter and how she wants to, you know, sort of portray herself for the next generation. You know, she was like, mom, I, you know, people just think I'm like a big- or whatever and her mom said to her are women with goals and you're just goal oriented and I was like yes that piece because you know it was just it was what I needed to hear in that moment but again there have been you know so many episodes that resonate with me especially when I'm talking to other women business owners you know the episode with Angie Best John who is the founder of Boom Chickapop she she's today where I hope to be one day right like how she was able to build her company with integrity and and then transition and sell it and you know I mean just she's just done so much and I admire her so much and so a lot of the things that when I'm talking to people like that and I see sort of what the future could look like I think there's a lot of pieces there that for me you know resonate for sure definitely one of my favorite episodes is is with Chris Torquemson who is my life coach you know I mean basically everything she says to me has been transformative and (laughs) life-changing so I could just go back and listen to that episode like on repeat especially as she talks about sort of how to approach you know now we're coming to the end of the year again. And she she talks about a better way to approach New Year's resolutions. And that sometimes I'll go back to that episode and just kind of remind myself because New Year's it's just a hard time for a lot of people, especially when you're struggling with burnout or depression or anxiety or, you know, body image issues or self-worth, right? I mean, it's just can be such a reminder of like, I could be better. And it's, she's got just kind of a cool way of reframing that and reflecting on what was really great in the previous year, as opposed to thinking about what could you do moving forward, but being sort of grateful for what has been versus just focusing on what could and can and should be. So there's just so many like that, that again, I I feel like it's just such a privilege to be able to have some of these conversations with people. I'm like, I I don't, I'm not worthy. I totally get it. When we were talking
1: to Lexi on her episode of cycle swaps. She was like, after the episodes and after we're done recording, she's like, should I do you want me to pay you? Like I took so much away from that conversation that I feel like I should give you money for it. Um, And that's certainly how we feel sometimes. I wish I had a butt ton of money to be able to, you know, give these human beings that are nice enough to speak with us, but it is just unbelievable. And something that you said kind of triggered a thought process in, in my brain. So we're recording this about six days before Thanksgiving. And I know a tradition in my family is, to go around the table and say what you're thankful for for that Mm -hmm. year and then say something that you yourself want to work on for the next year. So just like a little something that you kind of want to let go of in that next year. So like a big one for me is usually like the support thing that I don't feel like I'm getting with this venture is one of my biggest things that I always say that I'm trying to let go of in the new year. And for the first few months, I'm really great at it. And then it usually rears its ugly head again. But I think you're right. New years is a hard time, especially because goals and resolutions are such big words. And we've tied so much in importance to them, that it's just one of those things that we need to kind of reframe the question and retrain our brains to not make it. As big as it needs to be. Just think of something that you need to let go of and move forward in
2: the new year. It's funny you say it. My husband and I always do that on our anniversary. We'll go out and we'll talk about kind of what we loved of the year and and then also like what we want to do better in that. You know, how can we be better to ourselves, to each other, and how can we continue to improve our our marriage? Usually, mine is working on patience, not losing my shit on him. He usually gets the brunt of my. <laughs> anger frustration they signed up for it yeah whatever it is you know because i'm like i i won't i don't want to cross that line with my son i don't want him to ever feel the burden of any of that but it's also not fair for that to land on through my husband so i love that you know i think it i think it's great to be introspective in a non-judgmental sort of way right yeah And I do
1: the same thing with my husband. Once a year on our anniversary
2: that we have a lovely walk with our
1: dog and we go through things that we want to work on in our relationship and things we can improve on and what we want to let go of and all of that stuff. That is such an important conversation to have A, with your partner, but also B, with yourself. What are the things that you want to let go of and the things that you yourself want to improve upon as a singular human being? Because we get one shot at this life. So better live it to the best of your ability than stay
2: confined to nothingness. Totally. I, that's why I always used to say Yom Kippur, you know, I'm Jewish. And I always say Yom Kippur is my favorite holiday, because I just think it's such a beautiful holiday to have that opportunity to really sort of atone, right to say, like, I'm, I'm sorry to those that I've hurt. And I'm sorry to myself, if I've hurt myself, and and I want to improve, and I want to work better. My mom and I used to always if we were together in Yom Kippur, we, you know, we, I'm not super religious. And so the temple isn't necessarily where I, I felt that but we would always take a walk, you know, we lived near this beautiful river and park and we'd walk through, you know, Chester Creek and, and sort of say sorry to each other because we were always just sniping, you know, I mean, I was not like an easy teenager and, and I, it was just a beautiful, it was just a beautiful opportunity to do that. It's September and the fall leaves are, you know, changing. And yeah, I think this idea of sort of turning a new leaf is really a beautiful one
1: hands down 110%. I was also raised Jewish and not religious at all, but I can appreciate all the traditions, the love, the culture that I come from, and really what it means because Russia is my favorite holiday because I love the new year and the idea of like letting go and stepping into something new and also apples and honey I mean I mean that combination on. was made in heaven <laughs> it's so good the amount of honey that I consume in that one well two days is very disturbing it's delicious <laughs> it. though it's my I one time it. of year I'm just like
0: ah, ah honey. Yeah, guzzling that
1: honey bear <laughs> it's so good with granny smith apples mm. oh my god that mm. sweet and sour thing Woo! Now we're talking. Yeah. Got me going. Now my <laughs> mouth is drooling because I'm thinking about that apples and honey. So we're talking about change and learning and growth. So I know how much, and I say this every time we do this show, I know how much we have changed throughout this experience, throughout this journey as individuals, together as friends. I mean, like Stephanie and I talk to each other in a very different way than what we Started. It's very, very different. It's much more enlightened. So, how has podcasting changed your life?
2: You know, it's it's interesting. I actually, as we talk about Dak Shepard, I had heard him talk about how, you know, at the beginning of his episodes, he would be so detailed and have all of his questions and be really worried about sort of the order of the questions. And I was very much the same way. And then he, you know, would say how as he's gone on, like the less prepared he is, the less he references his notes, the better the episodes are. And I do the same thing, right? Where it's like, I don't want my guests to necessarily do a ton of work. I don't necessarily want to do a ton of work because the authenticity of the conversations, in my opinion, are just so much more significant and sincere. And I think it's taught me to be just a better, Listener in general, right? Because when you do it that way, you really are listening and letting the conversation move and flow where it wants to go versus having this like you're just have this agenda and you're going to push this agenda no matter what. And I think when you're in business, that's such an important skill because you know those people when you're talking to them and you can just tell they are not. Understanding and truly listening to a word you're saying, they are just waiting for their turn and they are just thinking about their response. Regardless, you could tell them that you're the captain of the wabi Wada Wada in the middle of the Atlantic and they'd be like, great. So I was thinking, you know what I mean? Like you just know those people. And not, you know, I've always, obviously having a counseling background, I've always been a good listener, but I remember even when I was, you know, before my counseling, when I was working in sales, you know, the, they always tell you the 80-20 rule and I was always like, yeah. I just got to get in there. I'm so excited. Excited. And, and as I've aged, and especially through the podcast, even more so, as I've matured, really learned how to just listen and let the person on the other side guide the story, guide the conversation. And I, I think that makes me a better friend. It makes me a better business owner. It makes me a better human, it makes me a better mom. So yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm grateful for that continuation of, of growth.
1: Yeah. I always tell my students that they have to look at themselves as forever students. They're never going to walk out into the world and know everything. It's just not going to happen. But if they continue to let themselves explore and be educated by others, that's where real growth happens because you're listening you're not saying i know everything so i don't need to listen to you no 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 you have to go in and say i don't know everything what is your perception what is your opinion on this matter cuz that's that's really all that's all we can do that's how we get better that's how we listen that's how we communicate with one another and break boundaries
2: and I think it's a reflection of how I can only speak for myself, but how I want to see the world return. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, I think we're,
2: we're living in this environment that's so polarizing. It's so hostile. I mean, I was in a meeting yesterday where it was like, as a person who identifies one way politically, I felt almost like not okay just because of sort of that some of the messaging and it was like you know I just I think we need to remember that none of us are inherently bad well I shouldn't say none of us right (laughs) there are a select few most of us are not inherently bad and most of us are reasonable humans and I think the majority of Americans want a return to normalcy a return to kindness a return to just reasonableness. Right. Yeah, no, about, we are living such a reasonable time. Yeah, definitely. For sure. The last sample of years no issues, no notes, no notes. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, I I just, I tried, I think it's just so important for me because it's like, I love when I have conversations with people who don't see the same way I do, or don't think the same way I do, or don't have the same value sets that I do. I love, I welcome, I cherish those conversations and opportunities because it's a great chance to learn and understand somebody else's lived experience. But what I can't stand is when people just immediately shut down or shut me down because it's, different and it's potential conflict. It's like, no, it's not conflict. It's growth opportunity. It's learning. Like let's understand one another. And so, yeah, I I think for me, it's like, I just so desperately want to see that back in the world that I'm just trying to show that
1: more, you know? My kids are at the end of their semester, which means that I'm at the end of my semester, which means that I have tons of papers to grade, which is very scary because they are terrible writers, but that's okay. That's just a problem that I have with Florida's education system. I was showing them this video that I, I love to show. It's called the case for performance art. And in the video, they're like, we know how you feel. You walk in and you're like, your space is invaded by performance art, and immediately you're uncomfortable. They were like, but what happens if you stay? What happens if you stay in that uncomfortable space? And ask yourself, well, why am I feeling uncomfortable? What is this eliciting out of me emotion-wise? And learn to be comfortable in that uncomfortable. And that is such a big lesson, I think, that we need to start understanding and then like, we were talking about that and talking about the idea of not shaming people for not mm. knowing something, right? Because mm-hmm. the minute that you say, like you point a finger at somebody and start calling them names, totally, you are creating space and boundaries. And it's it's too much. Like I was telling them, I hate cancel culture. I think we should cancel cancel culture, which Stephanie, I think has that shirt. I have
0: a, sh- I have a shirt. Yeah, You have yeah. a shirt
1: that says it. I, I think we should cancel cancel culture. It's just that those people are uneducated. So what happens if we empower them through education? Like it's just, we are looking at so many things backwards. Yeah. And we need to somehow get back on the right track.
2: Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was just having a conversation, I think with my husband about like the Kevin Hart, somehow the Kevin Hart mm -hmm. thing kind of came back up where it was like, he just refused to apologize. And again, it's like, good for him because he apologized. like, I've apologized. I was wrong. How many more times can I keep apologizing? Right? Like if we are not going to just
0: be profusely sorry for the rest of your life, but it's like, if you're not going to be able to move past this, it's at this point, you're just looking well, then for something fault. to fight about a hundred percent
2: yeah it's like right if we're not if we're going to ask somebody to apologize then we have to accept their apology and move on and it's like you if it's not genuine then that's one thing but if somebody is genuinely like I acknowledge I was wrong, you know, especially in comedy. You know, it's like comedy is fluid. And the idea of what is allowed and okay and not okay is very fluid. And it's very dependent on the era and the time and the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And is that me excusing what was said or the behaviors? No, absolutely not. But at some point, it's like you have to be, again, a reasonable human and understand the difference between genuine hate and racist and homophobic and whatever speech versus a statement made for humor or for what right like there is there is a difference and and at some point we have to get to a place as a society where there's a middle ground that it can't be so, so toxic, you know, because it's like, you know, we're just become so, so frail almost in a sense and, and understandably so because people feel marginalized and they feel attacked and, and absolutely understandable, but I couldn't agree more. It's like, okay, at some point here, what are we going to Can't I mean, who amongst us hasn't said something that they probably, if, if they were famous and were being recorded at every step of the way would go like, holy shit. I'm screwed. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like just so happens that these people are like uber famous. Yeah. But they're humans. Yeah.
1: They're and humans. They, and they make mistakes. Yeah. Mike, we were just talking when we were watching the performance art. I always say that, you know, yes, I'm teaching a class on theater appreciation. And and while that is, yes, the, the goal of the class, my goal for them is to walk away with A, an appreciation and an understanding of what theater is and what it can do for you as a human being. But yeah. B how to become a better human being and how theater can do that and help Mm -hmm. you do that.
2: So mm-hmm. we were
1: talking and we were just talking about words and how powerful they are. And I was listening to under Dak Shepard's podcast, Monica and Kristen Bell. Oh, wife. yeah. They did their little podcast, which was named Shattered Glass. And then they changed it because of legal reasons. It was very funny. I was like, things that happen to celebrities that I don't think a lot of people realize. But it was very funny. And they were talking about the power of words and like the power of anti vaxer Right. Mm. And this huge word and putting that label on people that are not anti vaxxers, but they are vaccine hesitant. Mm. And how that little change Mm -hmm. changes the way it is perceived, the way you say it, and how strong you have, you just have to be careful of the way that you're wording things. And then I was just reading papers, which I don't know how I have any hair left (laughs) on my head. (laughs) But I was grading papers and this one girl is like, this show was disgusting. How dare these topics. And like in the show, they talk about menstruation. They talk about, you know, genocide and what else did they they talk about suicide, like all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. And I was like, you are a woman. Yeah. I was like, how disgusting is a big word. It means a lot things that I don't know you think it means. I was like, so I encourage you. I wrote this on the back of her paper. I was like, I encourage you to sit and why it made you feel disgusted because Mm -hmm. this happens to you on a monthly basis. Are you disgusted with yourself? Like, mm -hmm. yes.
0: Most of the time people who are, and I only say this because I was one of these kids and young adults is I was just really angry about stuff it was because I felt so repressed mm-hmm. and so because I did, wasn't exploring all of those things about myself I felt like other people couldn't either because how unfair that they get to live an authentic life but I can't and you quickly very quickly realize when you start to like break down all of the generational stuff you're like Oh, okay. I get it now. No, I can make these decisions for myself. So I think a lot of that, unfortunately, comes from the younger version of self not feeling comfortable enough to voice how they really feel or be who they really want to be because not everybody has that childhood or that upbringing or that you know those resources when they're growing up and their parents you know it's if your one parent's not gotten their ish together and they're raising you then you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna inherit yeah right hello
2: trauma exactly well and it's often fueled by fear too right like I don't know this I it feels so foreign to me it's a world I don't understand I don't get it I don't know it it's not my lived experience and so I'm just going to reject it because I don't know how to accept anything else. When we talk about what is the purpose of our podcast, right? I mean, that's, that's the hope, right? That you get to a place where you can create opportunity for people to understand other people's different lived experiences to help to try to mend some of that brokenness, right? Absolutely. I mean, for me anyways, I just, I think a lot, of, a lot of people out there don't know how to access other information. And so I think what you guys are doing is just so great, right? Because it's like creating this opportunity for that access to information to exist in a, a different media
0: certainly hope so
1: yeah the whole point of what we're doing is to break that cycle and I think the first time people hear you know cycle chats they immediately are like periods gross I don't want to listen especially if they're a man because they don't under they don't understand
2: in full disclosure when I first when you guys first reached out I thought it was related to bicycles and that's yeah that's, <laughs> that's the another other one that we get <laughs> I was and then when I got it, I was like that's a genius name. I love it. But I was like, I actually think that might work in your benefit almost because people might meet people are confused. not necessarily knowing. And then I you know. just hook Come mine for the and bikes, reel them
0: in, right? Stay for the, stay for the real talk For the, the for room. the
1: breaking of the bikes. <laughs> okay. Don't break your bike. That, that sounds bad. Wear a helmet. Come for the bikes, bikes, stay
0: for the wheel talks.
1: Hey, oh, like nice. Hmm. Stephanie, you're so smart.
0: It's the lack of sleep and caffeine that I'm running on today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> not just a pretty hair head, my friend. Uh,
0: Absolutely not. Pretty faces and everything like else. Eating
1: whole beaned coffee behind the <laughs> microphone. You hear it crunching. Oh God. Well, this has been better than I expected. This has been the biggest gift is doing this show. I think this is my favorite little show that we're, we do our limited edition shows just because connecting with other women and other people that identify as women in this space who are also trying to do similar things lets us have such vulnerable and authentic conversations. I love cycle chats. And I think it's absolutely amazing. But it's usually us just being educated by a person about something that we don't know. And we can throw our two cents in here and there. But this is a world that we constantly live in. So we are able to connect in very different ways. And the conversations always go into such little corners that you know, you never thought of at first. And it's just I am so unbelievably blessed and excited that we have been able to do this venture. And I look forward to doing it again next year because this has been awesome. So thank you for being such an amazing last guest on this first season. Thank
2: you for having me. Oh this my God. so much
1: fun. Yeah. So this conversation has definitely empowered me. Stephanie and I have a lot of work to do today. So it's going to empower us through the rest of our day as well. So what does
2: women empowerment mean to you? That's a really good question. I think to me, what that means is... There is no longer a need to define equity because equity just exists. That we live in a world where women don't have to fight to use their voice. Their voice is just already heard. I think that to me is kind of the biggest thing, right? Where where there's no longer, wow, you're a woman and you do this. It's not a qualifier for success or achievement. You're just looked at as an equal member of society. I think that that to me is what it's all about. That was a great,
1: that was a great answer.
2: And then my last question,
1: because we always like to think back and while this 15 year old self may not have listened and also we would not have been the people we are today without you know, listening and going through all of the ish that
2: I know that I went through, what advice would you give your 15 year old self? oh man, she was a hot mess. Let me tell you something right now. I I mean, I would tell myself to that it would be okay. I I spent a lot of time as a 15 year old. I still struggle. I still live in that pain that she was in. You know, I was bullied pretty badly when I was 11, 12, 13 year, 14 year old. By the time I I got to 15, I think I was starting to kind of round out that corner, but I never felt like I was enough. I never felt pretty enough. I never felt skinny enough. I never felt cool enough. I never felt smart enough. And I would just tell myself you are enough. Like look at everything you've accomplished. I have this like fantastic family and this business I'm so proud of and this podcast I'm so proud of and great friends and I have a really great life. And and some days I wake up and I still feel like I'm not any of those things. And so I'm still reminding myself of that every day now. But yeah, I would just tell her like you're enough and, and be present in the moment because you're not going to be on your deathbed and look back and wonder and wish that you had lost 10 more pounds or wish that you had 20, 30, 40 more friends. You're going to look back and, and wish you'd spent time with the few that really meant the most to you and that you were present in those moments. So yeah, I would tell her to give
0: herself a little grace. I love that. I love that because it's what I needed to hear today. <laughs>
2: oh, good. I'm glad. We all need to hear that, right? Every day. Yeah, said, we have to look ourselves course. in the mirror every day and remind ourselves like, you is smart. You is brave. Yes. You is. Yes. I
1: just saw my friend on Instagram who I love and we, I've known her for over 17 years. Like she is my longest friend. And she put on Instagram, she was like, this was just talking to my friends. And she was like, they asked me why I can't talk to myself the way that I talk to them. And I was like, yeah, why why can't we do that for ourselves? I am so nice to other people. Why can't I allow myself to have that same grace, that same way 100%. of being spoken to? It's just so sad.
2: Yeah. Someone said to me once, like if you had a daughter and she spoke to herself, like an ounce of the way you speak to yourself, you would just be devastated. And it was like, yeah, I would never, I would be like, absolutely not. I would never, ever, ever allow her to speak to herself with even like one tenth of the dissent that I sometimes treat myself and speak to myself. It's a good reminder.
0: Though there are some times where I'm like, God, my daughter would be an egomaniac with the way. Sometimes I'm like, I am unstoppable force of nature. No <laughs> one can touch me. Like I, yeah. But I would way
2: rather have it that way than the other way around.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I loved this conversation. I think it was very insightful. It's a good piggyback off of our last talk. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. We obviously know where to find you. We know where to find your coffee. We drink it frequently, almost every morning. So where can people find you? And do you have any fun projects coming up we should keep our eyeballs open for?
2: So you can find us, you know, Pretty much, depending on where you are in the country, you know we're at a lot of the major retail chains. We're in a lot of the targets around several target regions. You know we're if you're in the Minnesota area, Whole Foods and some some local. Stores. We just launched into 1,200 Kroger stores from Denver East. We're headed into Fresh Times. Hopefully, we're heading into you know Fresh Market and some others down south a little bit in the next coming years. You can find us on Amazon or you can go to our website, www.citygirlcoffee.com, um, or on Instagram or Facebook at City Girl Coffee. And as this is coming out around the holidays, we just launched these awesome gift boxes in collaboration with a women's artisan collective out of Guatemala that work to support these women artists and help them kind of create and sustainability and their own kind of ecosystem. And so we've got an option with a bag of Guatemala coffee and a scarf or some beautiful handmade earrings. And those are up on our website now, limited availability. So check those out again at www.citygirlcoffee.com.
1: Yeah, I was in need of some gifts and I'm like, well, I can check that person off my list with that gift. Giving back
2: And getting coffee. I mean, hello. Right. And the scarves and the earrings are so beautiful and they're all handmade. They're amazing. And we do sampler packs as well, which are great gifts too.
0: Oh, I love a good sample pack. That's like, that's my jam. I get real jazzed up about it. Well,
1: then you get to try a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah, of course. Exactly. Oh, this was great we loved this well so now you know where you can go find her you can go get yourself a cup of city girl and join us pull up a chair listen to us over at www.cyclechats.com and also maybe start adding to cart because surprise our merch store is officially and finally Woo-hoo! open Stephanie's been waiting two years I'm to waiting say that forever. It's, <laughs> I've been saying it but i'm the to cut it out but you can get our traditional syncing up three color tie dye shirt or you can get your own custom empowerment education and inspiration shirt and you can pick your own colors so that one's pretty fun we and do have pattern. limited And we have got some stickers and all sorts of fun stuff so we have limited availability of that so go get some of that go get some of your coffee get your holiday shopping done boom finished and love support
1: small business because absolutely amen they, they need we help.
2: certainly certainly do
0: and as we like to say we hope you sync up with us next time